Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to our Masks of Miralothotep campaign in Egypt, where we're doing a little shuffling and cleanup as we kind of sift through the sand, as it were, and the uh, muck left over from our experiences at a certain ritual circle. And so at the top of the episode, I will thank all of our listeners and Patreon backers. We greatly appreciate your support. If you haven't had the opportunity to stop by patreon.com slash the old ways podcast, we heartily encourage you to do so. And now with introductions to my right. This is Tiffany and I play Maeve O'Shea and I'm looting the body. That is a reasonable reaction to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane and my um, ability to shoot things has gotten much better over time. I do not have a hole in me. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle and that is some damn fine shooting, Lillian. Damn fine shooting. Thanks, Jack. And uh, last but most certainly not least. This is Alex playing saint Beron, And while the fight may be over, the hunt has just begun. Mm. And then there were four. And so while uh, Dr. Tottenbach sleeps a very fitful sleep, we will pick up our scene tonight as the curtain raises in a now darkening field of sand by an altar as the light is beginning to wane in this area. The night in the desert is returning and Miss O'Shea's hands are going towards uh, the mangled form of one Omar al-Shakti. Mm-hmm. I I already grabbed his scepters because I know they're better than mine. You know. Uh, I don't think that I could, um, you know, deflect a bolt of lightning with the ones I have. Maybe they're the same. Either way, we need another pair. I'm going to teach the doctor how to use them. Oh, boy. That's my plan, anyway. (laughs) Then, yeah, I'm going to look for any other potential magical items. It does not appear that Omar has anything more than uh, just really his, his clothing. There's not much to him. I mean, there are... Uh, he wears a few gold rings. These don't appear mystical in any way. They appear more socially acceptable. Remember, he's a very powerful, or was, mm-hmm. a very powerful um, plantation owner. Mm-hmm. He had a very public face. Um, he does have some... He has an, He wears an inverted onk. Uh, although it's kind of sort of in the sand somewhere because he was decapitated. Mm. And uh, other than that... His body is riddled with scars and markings, but these could be either tattoos or they could be mystical sigils that at one point were used to protect him. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
mean, there's an entire ritual site that your sister used. So there's the altar and everything else that's here. The body you now you finally notice is missing. The mummy's gone. Oh. Yeah, it was already used up. Jack, you see her picking through the um, remainder of what's here. She kneels down and starts. Did you find anything interesting? No. I'm assuming he kept everything probably at his plantation or whatever. Yeah, or any other. Uh, he might have some other location. Yeah. I just don't want to leave anything dangerous. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make a circuit of the area. I'm looking for Sam or Sam's body or. <laughs> and I'm also going to go to the pile of snakes and pull out slander and mm-hmm. pick him up. And All right, uh, Jack, go ahead and give me a uh, spot hidden roll to pick up on. 32 under 99. Okay. So it takes you a few minutes, but you do eventually circumnavigate the altar area. And then find, uh, I suppose, Sam, I would ask you to explain the, the way it's propped up. Yeah, the, uh, the beheaded mummy is propped up as if it is looking just around one of the standing stones with uh, a relatively familiar looking gentleman's hat placed where its head would be and Sam's goggles wrapped around the brim. At, at, at first, he looks like it's a person. And that's your their first gut instinct is that there's a person kind of watching you. Yeah, I almost draw. Well, in fact, I will. Yeah. I mean, somebody's watching me. Yeah, it, the <laughs> figure does not move. In the dark. Yeah, it is, it's more and more becoming darker and darker here. The uh, sunlight area is uh, beginning to close in. Shine the torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... I figure it out. It's also surrounded by uh, what looks like chalk on the ground, and there's a bunch of marbles scattered. Miss Lane, you're taking care of the doctor at the moment who's passed out. Is that Shagoth still around? No. No. It's, all, it's, all, it's not it's, dead or anything? It's or gone. No, it's, it was so. dissolved itself. Did it, it dissolve? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. So is the sword itself. that Otto had still around? You have no idea. You'd have to go back up on top of the temple and look for it. Okay. And that is I'm not so, doing that. Few hundred yards that way. I don't have to, but what about the camel? Is the camel nearby? We, again, have, we, yeah, have we have to go, to go in front of the temple to see if the I mean, camel. At some are. point, we're going to go back to the temple. Well, I was hoping to take. We could put the doctor on the camel. Well, I'm not carrying the doctor. Oh, let's, let me get back together. We'll uh, discuss it. So my servitor's probably about ready to go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's tucked himself at the um, most northerly point of the altar at this point. He's kind of hanging out there. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll let. I'll let him go to bed. Okay. Why don't you make me a spot hidden roll? He uh, begins fishing himself down back into the sand. That is uh, no. Well, oh, it's a 72 out of 75. You see something glint just for a moment at the bottom of the altar. I'll walk over to it. You can see that there's an array of materia here. Likely something that your sister used to create this ritual space initially and you see powders and uh, it looks like some perhaps some some sort of sealing wax and then there's a bundle like tucked underneath the lip of the altar it's probably about this big it's covered in canvas Um, I will uh, this big 
I mean, it's it's like lunchbox size. Okay. Yep. Sure. Um, Thanks. I'll go and get that and see what it is. You unwrap it. Yeah, I'm hoping it's the other half of the the other piece of um, the protection oh. thing I have. It is not actually. So it it is a rather thick leather book, Ooh. leather wrapped book. I get real good. And it has black. It has um brass clasps on it. Like the one Lady E had? Uh no, 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 no. Uh Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy's book is much more securely Uh-oh. fashioned. Does this book have um a name on it? No, no name, but on the front of it there's a design. What's the design? What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh. So it's a leather-bound journal of sorts. It looks like some sort of tome uh, with hook clasps to keep it locked. And on it, there is a note. Oh, a note? Nice. All right. I'm putting that in my bag. It's got some weight to it. Yeah, it's hefty. Jack, you find the dummy well yeah the mummy the dummy mummy yeah oh you would find the mummy as well the decapitated mm-hmm. um once sneak to chris i call out i found the mummy somebody decapitated it i'm not even gonna bother bringing it back leave it out here yeah I mean, there's nothing of value on it yeah. are there still bodies strewn about the, the yeah. area uh yeah can we check them for things? Is there any, like, anything of yeah, note? probably nothing. You don't find anything significant? Like Tariq or anything like that? Tariq probably has a knife, uh, a curved blade. I'll grab it. <laughs> okay. <Jeez. laughs> okay, I, I'll come back. You know you would have taken it if you had found it first. <laughs> hey, Lillian. Jack? That was a damn fine shot. I know. That's great. I haven't seen shooting like that in a while. I'm sorry I missed it. I'm not sorry. I'm glad you weren't there anymore. To I was mm. a little afraid. Jack, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I am. Uh, because you really weren't yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, you were yourself, but just not yours. Right, yeah, I, I lost years there for a minute. Yeah, let's go back to the... We'll go, we'll go to the temple and... Where's Sam? I don't know. I went looking for him. I found a dummy he apparently set up next to the uh, decapitated body of the mummy. And he's gone. So I don't know if he turned tail and ran. Or if he's lying out there bleeding to death. I don't know. I can't find him. I hope not. I mean, we already lost Otto. Yeah. That's too bad. I mean, I didn't know him very well, but... I mean, he was seemed like a good person. I mean, he went down swinging. He he did. So he, I, I guess what I'd like to know is how are the four of you, the three of you plus the passed out doctor, planning on leaving the desert with no car, no water, and I don't know what your um, navigate skills are. We're kind of by the river, correct? You are not. Oh, you are in the desert. Okay. 
I mean, we know which way we came. Yeah. Well, there's a little pond or something up front, right? There is. Mm -hmm. So we could go in the temple and see if there's any. um, They had a kitchen or something, right? We have to climb to the top of the temple because we dropped the door. Right, but the front of the temple is still open. No, No, we dropped the door. door. I thought we dropped the door inside, like that was going into the primary area. No, you dropped the entrance to the temple. (gasps) Yeah, we'll have to climb the road. Well, so there's water on the outside in the place where the camels were supposed to get it, but you have no idea if any of the um, whatever that creature was leaked into that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a viable potential source of water. From your best reckoning, it's by foot it's probably a couple of hours through the night in the desert it's better probably to travel at night right now versus the daytime yeah but we also we're gonna have to fashion like a sled or something well let's let's go let's go front and see what we can see if there's a camel i know there was one camel we'll see if it's still alive or not because we can toss him on there sam for your part you track her through you, you tack her outside of this bubble of light as it passes. You watch her move as a serpent into the sand. And you can kind of see the sand move ahead of you. She leaves a trail. Uh, and so while she might outdistance you be by speed, she can't cover her tracks. And that's really like the downfall ultimately. And the huge advantage for you. Doesn't matter how fast she moves. I know she has to rest eventually. Mm-hmm. So you begin to track her through that darkness, through that desert. And as you do so, the words Omar put in your head, they seem to continue to roll and come back. And, and you have no idea how he was able to know anything about your past other than I mean you're forced to chalk it up to some sort of mystical connection which is frustrating there's what I'm thinking and he Omar has a really bad habit of letting on way too much this is the third time he's done it now and he told me that he can feel his master in this blade now from what I know about the Black Pharaoh and all of his other names is that it can the reason that it seems to be able to kind of enlist the aid of all these different groups is, be, is because it can change it can change its, its form so there's absolutely what I'm think. My concern is that, and it's not, it's not even really a concern. It's almost like a, it's like a boiling fury that is kind of stewing that he would dare assume the, the presence of the mother to delude me into thinking that I was doing her work. And if that is the path that this man took to get inside my head, then I'm going to make, I'm going to make this thing regret it one way or the other, but I still have other business to attend to. And 
I'm not about to let whatever this thing wants to bring to Cairo come to fruition. You track through the night. For the rest of the investigators, are you heading back, carrying the doctor to the temple? Yeah. We'll start there. Okay. And then what are you investigating at the temple? If uh, anything? I know there at one point there was still a camel alive. Is that camel still alive? The camel is still alive. Oh, great. Then we can put the doctor on the camel. Mm-hmm. So any supplies on the side of the camel? Like the, any saddlebags? Um, give me a luck roll. All right. I got a 51 out of 55. Ooh. You find a solid pack of provisions, which would last two people a day. And how many hours are we from the city? Um, probably a few. So if you cut it in half, you could probably each have a meal or so. Is there water in this? Mm-mm. No, okay. this is just food rations. Well, it's better than nothing. I mean, at least we were, uh, we're not completely dehydrated. We came out here, we had a meal and something to drink before this whole thing started, so. And we can't see the water or anything right now to see if it's. You'd have to pull the bucket up. Yeah. Like the, the, the bucket itself to, that we that would be used yeah. to. Oh. I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the water's here. You can put the torch to it. You don't see any massive, you know weird purple globules in it with sprouting ears and eyes. I'll, I'll try it. The taste's okay? Yeah, it tastes fine. All right. Then you pass over dead. Whatever. Um, you <laughs> taste it very gingerly at first, and then after a few sips, you kind of step back and look around, and you wait for the inevitable, you know, final mm-hmm. shoe to drop, and nothing happens, and you gulp more water, and then you suddenly realize how thirsty you are. Mm-hmm. And you realize how parched your entire being is. And those of you, Lillian and maybe you standing around watching Jack drink makes you thirsty. Because your brain starts to fire on all cylinders like, oh my God, we've been running and doing crazy things for the past hour. And I'm exhausted and tired and thirsty. All right. I'll pass it around. Do, Do we have anything to carry water in? in the, is there anything in the pack? There's not. There's just a single cup in the pack. Oh. Do we think one of us could climb in and you want, oh. open the so we could get our water skins and stuff? I don't think we should need. I don't think anybody should be going off by themselves. Well, I, in general, I would agree. But if we're going to make a trek on foot through the desert, we probably want to make sure we have water. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah, because we're going to need something to keep us going because I am exhausted. You guys stay here with the doctor. Okay. I'll climb up. Jack, if you want to give me just a climb roll. You're not being rushed by children of the Sphinx or... Where's my climb? Where's my climb? Oh, I have 42 under 43. So. Okay. You take the slow path and work your way back up the front of the temple that cut stone that you saw um, the, at one point saw the doctor on at another point you saw Sam come down on and go back up on you, you finally traverse it it takes you a little while meanwhile the two of you down at the bottom are making sure the doctor is set and then also making sure that you've, you're having something to eat yeah I'm gonna um, 
wet the doctor's face and like just so he doesn't get like even more dried out. I can't make him, you know, drink because, you well, know. Well, you could probably, you know, do the whole wet uh, rag. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Squeeze it into his mouth. You uh, climb up to the top of the temple again. And it's really here where you see the top of the temple stone pitted and cracked. You see the wake this thing left on top of the temple. And it is unbelievable. Your torch reveals a whole lot of stuff up here. Uh, A couple of things that you probably would see are serious cracks now in the ceiling of of the the bricks here. Uh, The the pits here are deep now as whatever flowed over this, whatever that creature was, it chewed everything in its path. The one thing that you don't see are any sort of shreds of life. There's no little tucked-in pieces of vegetation anymore. There's no evidence that Otto was here. The sword, this this beautiful sword, gone. His body consumed. It's like whatever this thing passed over, it erased. Take a moment. And then I go downstairs. Yeah, I mean, luckily you kind of know where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the nasty air that was down here has since dissipated. And the temple, while still kind of creepy, is empty. And it's kind of one of those things where it's you get an assurance that it's empty. And you kind of get a little bit more confident about being down there. Um, anything specific you're looking to pull out of here? Well, I'm going to go back to where we had our meal and stuff. Mm-hmm. See if I can find. Well, I think we had some some gear here. Yeah. Probably. So there's what you find there. You could probably make into some sort of system to prop the doctor up on the back of the camel. Mm-hmm. So the camels have saddles. Right. And you could probably fashion a couple slats of wood on the sides of those saddles to kind of buoy him a little. To give him a place to to, to cradle the bo- the body while mm-hmm. you moved back towards town. There's also food here, water skins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. It takes you probably the better part of an hour to collect what you need and come back out though. And that hour for you two, Miss Lane and Miss O'Shea, is a little touchy just because you're in the dark for the most part. You're with a wounded compatriot, and the desert itself is kind of around you. Miss O'Shea, you're not so much paranoid about the temple as much as the magic that once flowed through here very steadily is now missing because it's been exhausted and so there's almost a there's almost a hole here as that this place was once going to be something great that whatever has happened here is erased part of that do I think that I could put some of that back if you had access to the temple into the speaker's room you might be able to re-energize or um, reinvest so to speak mm-hmm. okay are you opening the door when you come back up? Uh, i don't know if i can oh okay. you, you destroyed I mean, I the pulley you destroyed yeah. the button as far as you know you could always yeah. try I, I could i could see what i can do i yeah. mean, might as well might make my life easier it, it probably would you could probably locate the rope now that you know where it, it is mm-hmm. for the pulley system. 
And if you're determined enough to do it, you can probably get it pulled back up a little. Yeah. At least enough to... Um, at least at least enough to make a, a make an exit. So after a while, the, the stone begins to kind of raise at the front of the temple. I will watch. And you hear Jack grunting. Oh. Hmm. I run over to him to see if there's anything he needs help carrying. He's probably trying to like prop things under the door yeah. to, to keep it open. You, could you move that over there? What am I moving? Just like stone or something just oh, to move yeah. it underneath the door. I grab, so. a, I grab some stone and put okay. it underneath the door. You guys get it hoisted up. You're going to go back in. Is that the intention? No. I mean, if he's only got it open, like, you know. Well, he's going to raise it up to the point where he can walk out. Yeah. Oh. That's the point. That's the plan. Mm. Or at least crouch keep, under. Well, we yeah. keep stacking How stones, long do I'm I assuming. think it would take yeah. me to... Probably have to do it. You probably have to go to the speaker's altar and you probably have to do a devotional. It might take you an hour. Hmm. I don't think we have an hour before the sun will come up if if we want to. And y'all have watches. Right? Yeah, that's true. You have pocket watches. Mm-hmm. He does. Jack does. I mean, it's like 2 a.m. in the morning. Just FYI. So we got to get boogie in so we're not in full sunlight while we're traveling. Hey, do we have a compass in the... Uh... No, but at the safe house you would. Well, it doesn't help me here. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have a direction. So if we focus on a star, maybe we can make it back to some kind of civilization. That would be a navigate roll. So uh, if you have navigate, now would be the time to roll that. Roll that. Loads. That's not going to do it. No, sir. I mean, you came out into the desert. Hey, you know what? I know that the uh, the Nile... Is east. Yes, you do. <laughs> so you could head for the Nile. Mm-hmm. That's an option. And once we get to the Nile, we just follow it north. So, Sam, why don't you give me a track roll? Sure. That is a 51 under 76. Okay. Uh, you hold with the path for the most part uh, with this sort of, um, it's not really a sidewinder sort of thing, but it's, it's pretty close to that. Uh, that the, the waves that this form makes through the desert. And after a while, probably after an, an hour or so, the form, the, the marks that are left by the form stop. And you see footsteps begin shortly thereafter. And you realize you're getting closer and closer to what you would call civilization. And I will, uh, I will pick up my pace then. Okay. I have astronomy. Could I use the stars to get us back? You certainly could. Nice. I mean, it's not very high, but I mean, it's right. something. I did take it. It's worth a, a roll. Uh, oh. What? No, it's a 61 out oh. of 41. I mean, you could push the roll. That's totally up to you. Or you could spend the luck, which would be a little dangerous at this point. Yeah. A lot of luck. It's a lot. That's a ton of luck. Yeah. I won't stop you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So you guys move east. Camel, walking beside the camel, mm-hmm. uh, probably taking turns, uh, maybe sitting on the camel, just to kind of swap out and, and get off your feet. It is a long and arduous journey. I would like you all to make constitution rolls. 
Hey, I made it. 4,255. Okay. 15 out of 60? Mm-hmm. Uh, 79 out of 50. Okay. So about a half an hour or so into it, uh, you get weary. You get onto the camel to not pass out as you walk. And you end up passing out against this camel's hump and the little settee that has been built for the doctor's body. Um, when you pass out, you you fall off the camel because you lose bodily control. Mm-hmm. And so at some point at around 3, 3.30 in the morning, Jack, you watch Maeve slump off the camel and fall to the ground. Run to her. Okay. It's not far. Yeah. Um, you're completely exhausted and unconscious at this point. I mean, it makes sense. I've, I Do you know how many spell points I burned through? No. I, well, I can imagine. <laughs> Quite a few. Try to lift her back up onto the camel. See if I can lash her to doctor and city. <laughs> yeah. You, you figure out a way to get her back up onto the camel and kind of... You, you let the... The camel's um, form do the work, right? And mm-hmm. so she's kind of being fireman carried by the camel at this point. It's probably not going to be great for her back, yeah, yeah. but she's not going to be chewing on sand. Yeah. The two of you, however, seem to keep it steady enough where you make it back to what looks like some sort of road or path. It's not a road like you would think of in America. But there's definitely a path here. And you can see maybe here a bit in the distance you can hear that there's water nearby. Okay. Okay. Keep going until we run into the water so we can turn north. Not not too close to the water. We'll run to a crocodile or something. (laughs) So why don't the two of you make me a luck roll? Whoever has the lowest. <laughs> uh, That's you. Why? What's your luck? 72. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a luck hoarder. Man. He's like a luck dragon. I get a 73 out of 65. Okay. You turn north eventually when you see the, the long reeds of the Nile and you walk through the night into the morning and begin to approach what would be Darshur from the south. Right? So Darshur and then eventually Cairo. Uh, Sam, you pick up your pace along with uh, the changes in the form and the sand and the villages begin to uh, amplify. So the sand here gets real kind of thick and then all of a sudden you start seeing in the distance, short distance, you start seeing houses. These are just likely uh, perimeter villages, right? No, these are these are the, the slums, as it were. People living out here on the land as best they can. And at this point, it's probably about an hour before sunrise. Um, but the tracks go into a village. And then your track difficulty goes way up. Sure. Not impossible, though. I will attempt to maintain my uh, my hunt as best as I can. Okay. Another track roll. 
as that is a failure, what I will do, I will pause and catch my breath. I will take a sip of water and rather than focus purely on the tracks, I'm going to consider the direction they're traveling mm-hmm. and attempt to anticipate whether they are moving through the slums or to one of these houses. And I would like to push the roll. Yeah, go right ahead. Push the roll. That is a 15 under 76. Okay. That'd be an extreme, sir. Uh, you believe that the tracks, that the quarry in, in general is moving through the slums to Cairo directly. And so fishing around in the slums for them is probably a folly. Right. Uh, so what I will do then is I will try to, based on the, the, the tracking I've been doing, I will try to do my best to remember the stride and the impressions. And are they barefoot or are they, are they shooed? No, barefoot. And I will do my best to try to remember the tracks and I will pull my scarf out and wrap it about my head. And I move with haste. Okay. As direct a path as I can cut. Sure. Um, By the time you get to out of the slums, having kind of moved around them rather than through them, because it's not necessary to pick through every single mud hut that's here. You eventually get to a road, and that's where the tracks end. Like an actual proper road, the tram road, where sure. the train is. Uh, and you you lose them there. Well, because we're on stone now, right? Right. But I know that... I know that she's in Cairo. Definitely. I mean, definitely. You, you verbally heard her say, say that she was going to Cairo then I will waste no time and I will move into the city proper and I'm looking for a blue door. Fair enough. I'll leave you there for the moment. The four of you approach uh, several of the mud hut villages on the south end of Cairo about an hour or so later. Uh, Miss O'Shea, you come to on um, in a very strange way. Um, You hear kind of the groan of a camel and suddenly you see like the ground moving up and then back down and then up and for a second there you get a little stomach upsetty as you get dizzy and you realize all of a sudden that you at some point you passed out you don't know when or where you are can I slide off the camel you can Jack she slides off the camel again (laughs) <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Where where are we? I'm sorry. Um, somewhere south of Darshur, I think. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. We've been through a lot. Yeah, that takes more than I expected. Where are you headed to, Jack? I continue going north until we find. Is there isn't our safe house in Cairo? Yeah. Are you heading back to Cairo to the to the safe house? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. we all need to sleep and shower and well, shower. There's no bath. bath. Yeah, there's no shower there. 
whatever, get the grit off of us. I mean, jump in a well at this point. The Go swim in the Nile. Seen too. You get to the cul-de-sac. And you get to the safe house. And the cul-de-sac is quiet. Wait the safe here. house is dark. Wait here. Don't you need backup? Well. Yeah. I'll pull my knife out. Lillian, why don't you cover me? You leave the doctor on the camel yeah. for the moment. The yeah. camel sits down. Apparently I'm watching the doctor. You are. <laughs> Watch her back. I follow Jack into the house. Two of you creep towards the house. Mm-hmm. Check the windows first. The windows are shuttered for the most part. Uh, can, can we hear anything? No, listen. You can make a listen roll. Mm. I'm also going to get mm. slander out so he can get some sun. It's not morning just yet. It's oh, pretty close. It's so, okay. 21 under 74. 75 out of 79. There is someone in the front room. You think they're sitting down in the couch area. You can hear them breathing. Somebody inside. I remember who was there. I think that's fascinating. Who was there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we left uh, Kafur there. No, we didn't mm-hmm. leave anybody there. Oh, okay. What are you doing, Jack? Um, I go to the front door. Okay. You want me to go to the back? No, uh, just cover me. Okay. And uh, is, is it unlocked? Yeah. Okay. I slowly open it up and you know step in, shine the light on the couch. Okay. You see a uh, rather concerned-looking doctor for on the couch. Thank God it's you. He looks up from the book he's reading. I have some very fascinating news. Yeah, so do we. You look horrible. <laughs> you should see the doctor. I, I wave. Uh, Maeve. Hmm? Come on. Okay. Kafour stands up. Uh, I will, with my 40 strength, drag the doctor. <laughs> well, we, you still got the uh, camel. Yeah. It's on the camel. Bring the camel in the house? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you can bring the camel to the to the door. Door oh, and yeah, we can door. get that camel's sure. not going anywhere. It's tired. Yeah it, yeah, it probably is. You pull on the thing and it's like, nope. We got to get it some water you get, too. You get the doctor dismounted uh, and bring him inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kafur has you put him on a nearby table. He says, "I'm uh, not a man of um, medical means, but um, I have been taught a few things. That would be much appreciated." So, Doctor, what, I mean, Doctor, what have you found? Oh, um, he actually digs into Sigmund's medical bag. It's rather quite interesting, don't you think? That, um, there was a change. Something came over Cairo recently. Oh, tonight? Hmm, yes. Yes. A few hours ago. Yeah, what was that? It was like a, I don't know. It was like some sort of shadow had lifted. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Omar al-Shakti is dead. Truly. Yes. Yeah, we did our job. It was not without loss. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Who has been lost? Otto was uh, killed by something oh. awful. And Sam is missing. No. I've had a chance to speak with Sam recently. Not, not tonight. He, uh, he seems very determined on his own path here. 
But but no matter, none of that has to do with anything that I have to share with you. I, I tried to tell Sam this uh, a little while ago, but I was doing some research into some of the um, literature in um, my vault. And it was after this break, this feeling that had lifted, I decided it might be safe to leave. Tell me, how did your journey in the um, pyramids go? We interrupted uh, preparations for a ritual. Managed to abscond with the uh, the body of Nictocris. Really? Yes. So you they had it? Yes. Hmm. They must have been very close to their ritual. Where is the body now? It's out in the desert. It's been beheaded. What? Yes, it's a very long and complicated story. We'll tell you it later. But uh, the the long and short of it is that uh, she will never be resurrected. Her spirit has been absorbed. Absorbed? Yes. By what? Uh, priestess. Of Yig. Hmm. Priestess of Yig. Apparently she believes that she's protecting Egypt. It was absorbed by one of the speakers. Oh. Oh. That's rather strange. Strange? How? Legends of her spirit talk how she existed beyond her death. She was put to death here. She was overthrown and put to death because um, what we believe was the brotherhood in that in that era mm-hmm. objected to a woman leading Egypt until so they put her to death. Sounds about right. If a speaker has taken her spirit, perhaps it has aims to rule Egypt. I don't know, honestly. I know that it was for to get the Black Pharaoh out or something. And you know this how? I spoke to the speaker. I mean, is it possible she lied to you? It's possible. I mean, considering what happened, what she did. Perhaps a lie of omission? Perhaps. They are going around these days. But this revelation that I have has nothing to do with Yig, as far as I'm aware. It has actually something more to do with the Bent Pyramid. Hmm? Indeed. Hmm, and they're sure. I ran across a legend of something beneath that pyramid. Something that might be useful. It suggests that there is a space beneath the Bent Pyramid. One which might hold mystical secrets. Ones which might be helpful to know. Well, uh, Sam, earlier yesterday, he told me that apparently there's some sort of power underneath the bent pyramid. Seemed to line up with some of the text here. It looks like at one point... Nefren Ka may have used it as a um, focusing point. 
Now, Nefrenka is gone, and it seems if you've dispatched his head of cult here, it's, I would not doubt that in the next days and weeks, the Brotherhood falls apart. Or at least vastly uh, reduced in power and influence. Certainly. Well, before we do anything, we have to rest, and then we can maybe head back out to the Bent Pyramid. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't want to leave any place of power for them right. to try and find somebody new and to fill his place. There there might be something important under their yeah. knowledge or... Something that could help us, yeah. definitely. Kafur continues to see to the doctor's wounds. He bandages him up and does his level best to give him painkillers to soothe uh, whatever ailments he might have to keep him resting, basically. And then he's willing to make a similar medicine roll for each one of you if you're all wounded. Yeah, just me. No, I mine just hit my uh, flesh ward. Which will probably be completely gone oh, once. Oh, yeah. It's like one scene or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So, Jack, you can heal an additional two hit points from an actual medicine roll. Sweet. Kafur shuts his book and kind of re-secures it uh, in his satchel. And he says... I I will be going back to the museum and back to the vault at least for the next day or two I want to make sure whatever happened in the desert out there with you tonight sticks do you need help? with what? making sure that everything sticks would you care to accompany me? Uh, yeah I'll, I'll help. You can rest in the vault. Yeah. I and mean, that was my whole goal. And then we'll go, after you guys are rested up, mm-hmm. we'll go to the pyramid. When you're ready, Jack, just come to the museum. I realize it may take a, a day or so with the doctor in that state, but hopefully when he's back up and ready to go, we'll all be better off. Very good. And while your body rests, perhaps you're Mind can continue to work. Mm. Kafur and Miss O'Shea leave. And we split the party in three now. Yay. Fun times. So for those of you at the safe house still, um, you're able to still sustain yourself on the water and the food that are here because there's still provisions from when Otto brought them in. Um, If you take the night which becomes basically the day and rest until roughly noon, which would be about a full day's rest. Uh, You'll recover two hit points. And obviously the doctor will as well. Sam, for your part, hunting into Cairo, you locate what you believe is either a stopping point for her or a place of residence. Oh, okay. I thought that I lost her. No, 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 no. You you locate basically an area of town where you believe that she's in. Okay. Now, th- this area of town is like 10 block by 10 block, but her pattern here seems to... Her pattern here se- seems to have sent her here. And it's in this very... Um, it's, in, it's in a very older district of Cairo. It's, it basically buttons onto the eastern edge 
that leads towards the Delta. So she's like northeast now in Cairo. This is the place where you would get on a train to go into the Delta to work. But you didn't lose-lose her because you can still, I don't know, through some sort of, whether it's tracking sense or whether it's just a knowledge of, of, of the prey, it's, she's here somewhere. How far am I from the blue door? Um, the blue door for you is probably, it's an old town, Kyra. You're not far. So once you get kind of like a geo position of where you think she is, you, that, that's what I'm saying is, is that that it's at that point you split off and head towards the door. Yes. So you go down through the door into the cistern and you're heading back to the, the temple and to Nerys. At once I break the cistern, I'm running and I'm probably exhausted and out of breath and I'm not stopping until I see that statue. And then I will likely collapse uh, and try to catch my breath. Okay. You collapse in a huff like in front of the statue and just heave for a little while. And um, you begin to get surrounded by cats. Where is she? And then a very, a very much larger cat kind of pads into the room and moves its way back into a physical humanoid form. I will sit back on my knees and pant. And I will yank my yank my scarf off and kind of pitch it to the side a bit. And I probably look uh, infuriated and defeated and exhausted and furious. Come now. You see Nerese kneel down towards the massive, vast statue and she pulls out a very slim decanter and she pours it into a bowl. This is mother's milk. May it restore you. I don't hesitate. It's my, my canteen's empty. I raise the bowl. So milk is a little different. Uh, it is going to heal you a D6 hit points, so that's five. Mm. And it is going to help you recover three points of sanity. Mm, mama. It is amazingly soothing. And drinking it nearly knocks you out. It nearly puts you to sleep because of the a massive, like, crestfall of emotion and exhaustion. But it doesn't. And Nerys kind of puts a, a hand on your shoulder as you continue to drink. And she just says, What, what has happened? Omar has fallen. But I fear that the worst is not over. Yes, he's dead, as far as I know. His body lays at an altar behind a temple to Yig in the middle of the desert. Ah. So, the serpents did come to play. You have no idea. A priest of Yig has seemingly taken in the spirit of Queen Nyctachris and is likely seeking to find a path to help Yig, or maybe his priesthood resume the control they once had in ancient times, perhaps even dominate Egypt themselves. I don't know. But if we want to avoid eventual subjugation, enslavement, perhaps even genocide of those that might find the circumstances disagreeable, I, I pursued her to Cairo after our fight with Omar, from which I can only hope she has been weakened enough to destroy. 
I need your help. I need Bass help to continue pursuit. I know she's here, she's nearby, and I assume the stench of Nyctochris is still upon her. And I will reach into my bag and I I drop the head. I will See. obliterate her myself, get enough time, but we have tonight, and only tonight, if we are to dispatch her weakened. If you would protect Cairo, if Bast would preserve the order of things, this must be done. Bast does not act irrationally, though. She picks up the head. I don't believe I'm acting irrationally. I stalked her across the desert here. And are you aware of what her potential power is now? You say that she has taken on this spirit of some sort? Uh, that's what I saw. She, during the ritual, I, I, I watched a, I watched the spirit drift down from the heavens and get basically eaten by this snake priest. Hmm. And then the fight with Omar transpired and my companions were able to dispatch him. I watched and I waited. I had thought that Omar was your quarry, though. That is what we spoke of when you were last here. The fight that they were waging was not... It wasn't wasn't one of justice. It wasn't... This is a power struggle between this black pharaoh and Yig and now this priestess. Hmm. And now Bast. Well, that's up to Bast. It is. I will tell you this. We will together tonight pray. While there is some darkness left, we will seek Bast's advice on this and what the mother wishes us to do. It is certain that she will be pleased that the Black Pharaoh has taken such a loss. We must see if she is willing to risk us for your war. As I said, I will do so myself. I only need to find her. She sits down beside you. Kind of crosses her legs. She's been in her other form very recently, and so she's bereft of any clothing. And she begins to her in a very um, loud manner. And the statue behind you begins to slowly and some from an inner portion glow. You're not really sure how to purr. But I'll do my best. She sits with you there for a while. Eventually she reaches out and she reaches for your hand. I extend it. Her fingers clasp around yours and you get a sense of the strength, the bodily strength that she has. And you can tell how fervently she's asking for this energy to be returned, this call out. And the two of you sit there in the temple underneath the cistern and you beseech Bast for an answer. I will reflect on uh, the last conversation we had about valuing independence and the, the, the freedom and the will to operate and how I have this choking fear that what we have unleashed on Cairo 
basically re- re- revisits nightmares of my my past of despotism, of tyrants, of rule. I will leave you sit in beseech. Miss O'Shea, you get to the library, the museum, I should say. You get to the museum, and then you get to the vault. Mm-hmm. And when Dr. Four walks into the vault, after he obviously opens it and walks you inside, he shuts it and then locks it, much as he had done before when you were in there reading some very powerful scrolls. And he offers you a very tiny, like decanter. It almost looks like a, if you didn't know any better, for for those of us out of game, it would, it looks more like a sake mm. wine that's very short. He sets it in front of you. If you are to properly allow your mental state, your mind to work while your body rests, he pours one for himself. Much of the work that I've done over the past several years has been uh, with the added abilities of what is contained within this jar. It allows my body to rest and my mind to still be available to do research. Yeah. Yeah. I will after him. He uh, sits down at the on the side of the vault here. You see that there are two or three of these kind of almost like cushioned lounge chairs and he sits down in one of them. And he drinks the entire decanter and puts it on the table and then kind of sits back and stares at a shelf of just pottery and knickknacks. I'll uh, find another chair. There's one right over there. Yeah. Um, when you imbibe it, you get this almost crystalline taste in your mouth. You feel... Uh, <laughs> thing is thing I think probably easiest to equate it with is it's, um, it's like having a drink that has pop rocks in it. Mm. And so there's this some sort of like candy-ish kind of gravelly taste in your mouth for a minute. And when you come to sit down that you sit down in this chair you you feel your body fall backwards and your mind and spirit stay upright that's interesting and you see Kafur standing like not but two feet away from you okay and he sits down at a table and you see him looking over some scrolls that were laid out uh, I guess so go see if I can help. And so he kind of, you and him work over these scrolls throughout the night and he kind of looks back at you and looks back at your body and then looks at his. And he tells you, don't look too much into it. This is just another realm. It's nothing to be concerned about. You're just out of your body slightly. Um, in this form, in this land, that you're existing in currently, Dr. Ford does not look completely like himself. He looks almost um, animated. Like he has a lot brighter skin. Uh, It's like the the contrast and the color turned way up on the television. Mm. Um, And he tells you, I have learned many secrets over the nights that I have spent in this form. And... If you're going to stay in Egypt, 
I could show you how to do this same type of research. That would be amazing. Let your body rest while your mind works. When your body is done resting, wake and continue to do your research. For a quick study like yourself, it could be a true game changer. Indeed. <clears throat> so he walks you through the notes of what he has for what is supposed to be under the bent pyramid. And he talks about, you get a lot of verbiage here and a lot of uh, hieroglyphics that talk about the, the approaches of the setting sun and that there are supposedly these white pillars that exist, which you must pass through to gain access to this area of power. And the text here seems to couch a lot of this in the theory that whoever wrote it, wrote it from the perspective of a builder. So they must have had some sort of hand in building this chamber. Mm. And that there is a grand chamber underneath the bent pyramid. And that that is where they were preparing for the final resting place, the body of Nefren Ka. And that Kafur explains from his text here, from these, these, these occult texts he has here, that if Nefren Ka was at some point interred there, the leftover area, the area there beneath, could be a center for great mystical power. He looks at you near the end of this description, these, these notes he's going over, and he asks you, how long have you been scaled? Uh, I don't know how long has you look down and suddenly you realize like your scales show through like you're oh. you're not naked here obviously but but that area of your body is probably dis- glows oh brighter. yeah oh I don't know has it been has it been like two months it's been a few months now yeah yeah uh, I think several months I find it fascinating. Why? Most most people who are as you are, they eventually become some sort of hybrid. Yeah. Are you prepared for that? Um, if that's the cost of getting rid of the crawling chaos and protecting my companions, then that's the cost I'm willing to pay. What if I told you that the cost might only win you a draw at best? The idea of defeating something as powerful as the God of a Thousand Faces is not truly possible. Well, I don't think that we'll get rid of him completely, but if we can get rid of the fingers that he has on this earth to diminish his hold. It's funny. I know we are so used to it, but I cannot even call Nyarlathotep him. Well, okay. it. None of them really have a a gender. I mean, they are just what they are. And, and, and what are they to you? 
gods? What? Yes, of course, but fundamentally, what does God mean now? You have clearly spoken with one or intoned with one or... They are beings that are above us that can either help or harm us. I do know something big's coming. We have found more than one item that points to a specific date and time. Wait, what? what is this? I have not heard this. It's, um, and I explain the, um, what are they? I forget. They're what called they're chronometers? Called. Yeah, the chronometers. You say you found... Two so far, right? Two? Three? Mm-hmm. Two. Where did you find them? In with the um basically the head of that branch of the brotherhood where uh one was in england and one was in new york and these chronometers the same style of clock mm-hmm. they're almost exactly the same i bet if we went to omar's place we'd find another one It would be possible, perhaps, if he is truly gone, as you say, you may be able to investigate his plantation. You may not. It may be very dangerous for you to go there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just as he is gone, it does not necessarily mean... It's going to take time for the... his followers to realize he's not coming back. But, But his voice is gone. Omar's voice is gone and his leadership is gone as well. And that does mean something. But I fear your group's challenges are not over yet. You may be done with Egypt in the short term, but... Oh, we have quite a list of places to investigate. And you find it interesting, your position? My position? Yes. Why? Being who you are. Being who I am? Come to Mr. Shea. You you are obviously someone who has been blessed by one of these elders. Yeah. And yet you are out fighting them at the same time. Well, that's how I stumbled upon them. Hmm. Well, not really. Honestly. Uh my first uh foray into the uh mystical was actually um, a mad priest. Hmm. That sounds like a story. A rogue priest. And uh, I was able to sway his servitor away from him. Hmm. How delightful. And from there, I just uh, did some research and kind of fell that direction. Well, speaking of research, let us continue. Yes. Sam, your answer comes as the day breaks. She, uh, Nerys, releases your hand and she stands back up and stretches a very long sort of feline back roll uh, and she heads across the chamber there and retrieves a, some uh, light clothing, robe, belt, etc. Stand up. The mother is willing to bless some sort of search 
and some sort of observation. She's very concerned what these vipers may do if we turn on them too quickly. Your choice is your own, of course. I will be happy to hunt with you, but I will not kill with you. Nor would I ask you to. Help me find them. Certainly. We will go out into the Cairo markets. She kind of moves her head around the room. There are many eyes here, and we can certainly find them. What you choose to do with them when you find them is up to you. As it seemed to be a running theme this day, this night, if there's anything I've learned and been confirmed in the presence of Bast, I must put faith in my own choices and my own power. Bast does like independence. I will kind of playfully wink at the statue. And I will say I'm ready when you are. Yeah, she gathers her things, and you and her and a whole horde of cats leave the room. And that is where we will draw our episode to a close. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Masks of New Authorship. We have just a few more to get to in this season. And so I look forward to those episodes and I look forward to your listening ears next week.